Welcome to Collector's Corner, the premier digital art platform. We help collectors gain and maintain their edge, all while appreciating beautiful art. Let's jump in. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Cornering the Market from Collector's Corner. My name is P. You may know me online as Aston or at Aston Cloud. Shown on the screen here is my Twitter handle. I'm your host. I am uh, unfortunately not joined by my normal co-host, Jared, as he is traveling. So doing this solo again. This is our weekly generative art, AI art, Web3 art update. We cover the hottest news, point out some fantastic art and everything that you need to know to collect. So this is your way of keeping up with the market. Today is Thursday, August 17th. By the time this episode is out, it will be the 18th. And as you can see here, if you're on YouTube, this is a video episode, but we're also on Spotify and every other podcasting platform for audio only. And shown on screen here, we have a newsletter. We do this podcast, this weekly update for free. We also have fantastic long-form interviews that are free. Um, but we have been now adding these newsletters to have every other week for $20 per month to get the whole archive that lets you keep up on everything and helps support us in continuing to create this podcast. Now, I know there's been a little bit of confusion. So the paid version is to get all of the content that is to help you stay up to date with the market. Again, only $20 a month. You probably spend more than that on Ethereum gas fees. Uh, I also have started a paid service called Collector's Corner Premium. So send me a DM if you're interested in that. That's a little more expensive. It's $100 a month, but it is fully investor-focused content, and everybody in there loves it. We have a private Discord for that, and we also have specific episodes that I create when watching over 100 collections, looking for good opportunities, seeing what's going on in the market. So that is very much if you are trying to invest in art, not just collect it. If you're purely a collector or appreciator, you have found the right spot and would appreciate it if you support us. So with all of that out of the way, let's talk about the sentiment. So we start off these shows with a vibe check or a sentiment check just to see what's going on in the market. I would say it's fairly optimistic based on what's going on. Some big collectors are sweeping. So uh, the notable one here is Seed Phrase, who's known as having a really iconic crypto punk called crypto punks early. And uh, Seed Phrase, well, he tweets a lot here, but he said that I couldn't resist sweeping five mind the gaps by Mount Vitruvius. He's a big fan of that collection. And uh, he made a really big, uh, made a splash here. He swept five chromy squiggles, which for him is not a crazy amount of money. Um, but he thinks it's one of the safest long-term plays. He thinks these uh, outperform punks next cycle percentage-wise. And that is, uh, that you know, that's a big statement from a big punk holder. So generally, it seems like a lot of the whales are taking advantage of the low liquidity happening in the market. Um, although I will say that we we got to see what happens a little bit over the next few days, just showing here CoinGecko on my screen. Uh, Ethereum's down 4%, Bitcoin down 4% in the last 24 hours. So that could drag down the market a little bit. Switching over to the Ethereum Gen Art side of the market, some, you know, nothing crazy has happened in the past seven days. Notably, there were two autoglyph sales for 165 and 158 Ether. 
which is high, but but not that high for autoglyphs. That seems to be around the price that you need to pay to get one, about 150 Ether. There were a couple of Fidenza sales, some ringers, some gazers, some really nice squiggles. We'll talk about that in the squiggle update. Uh, but but again, not, nothing too crazy. And uh, I'll touch on this in the Gen Art news, but we had another Sotheby's auction and people are still paying attention because some of those high value pieces went for, for higher than you would expect. So I'll show that later. Um, overall, though, the market feels pretty similar to the way it's been. Uh, sentiment has not changed significantly, I would say, in the last month. It's not negative. Uh, it's just not positive. We're kind of like in a holding pattern. On the FX hash side, in the last seven days, we had a new collection by Lauren Bendar called Digits come out, which is really cool. Didn't highlight it this week, but uh, it's it's a fun collection. Very cheap. Not something that I would say is an investment here, uh, but just something to collect if you like it. Overall, the volume is dominated by one garden monolith sale for 15,000 Tezos, which is a really nice one. And we actually have a good mix of new art in here, which is nice. Rebellion by Melissa W. Um, May by Random Combo. And uh, Growth VO2 by Flight 404, all really nice here. Um, so great to see some some new art in the mix, but volumes are generally down. Uh, pretty consistent with what we're seeing. Floor prices not dipping significantly, but uh, volumes continue to be down. However, not in Squiggle Land for our Chromie Squiggle update. 352 Ether in volume versus 278 in the last seven-day period. Floor price at 10.4. It was 10.45 last time we checked, so it's holding. And we had 19 say, excuse me, 28 sales this week versus 19 last week. So we're kind of uh, coming back to the norm right around uh, sort of baseline for squiggles. Some highlights here. I mentioned seed phrase sweeping five. Um, there was a chromie, excuse me, a color spread six, uh, slinky, which is a really nice one that sold to curated. It wasn't listed for too long. Uh, a bold sold for 14.7, which was really surprising. And then here, I'm going to show you this one, a really nice, uh, number 9030 color spread five normal type. So what color spread refers to is how many basically how quickly the colors change with lower color spread means the colors are not spread as much in the squiggle so you see more colors at one time at one snapshot color spread five is the lowest it goes until you get into the hyper rainbows which are 0.5 um, and people really really like these ones that are more colorful you can see it here with the animation on screen. That's right, folks. If you didn't know, squiggles are animated. You click on it on OpenSea, they, the colors start cycling, the gradients, and you can change the background color with the space bar. Um, and here is number 607 that I mentioned, which is a low color spread six on a slinky type. Uh, slinky types do not typically show as many colors. Uh, so it's a little more coveted to have a one that does show more colors on the slinkies, although I, I actually really like the monochrome ones as well that, that don't have, they only have one color at one time. So that's a squiggle update. Nothing major that has changed here, I would say, uh, just really chugging along and, and certainly not dipping the rest of the market. But like I said, let's see what happens in the next few days. Friendship bracelets. So friendship bracelets, we had 17.6 ether in volume versus 21.7 the last seven day period, floor price has dipped to just below 0 0.1, 0 0.09 uh, versus 0 0.124. So that was a, a big change here. 
a bunch got dumped onto the market. So you, you really have to check blur to get a sense of what's happening on these. And it looks like to get it back above 0.12, there's something like 40 sales or no 50. Yeah, 50 sales. So not sure if it was all one person, but a bunch of these just kind of got floored. Um, the sales quantity was 107 sales versus 165. So liquidity is drying up there. Uh, but listings are down to 1484, as you can see on screen here, compared to uh, 1537 last week. So uh, a little bit of a mixed message. It's to me consistent with the fact that we are in a bit of a holding pattern at the moment. All right, recapping some releases. So we talked about this one a little bit last week, uh, Zach Lieberman's studies in color, light and geometry, also called Lictriquist. Not sure what that means, but it's a cool sounding word. Uh, so Zach had, uh, well, it looks like there's some minting still open, although that, that, that seems a little strange. Um, so he had uh, three... Uh, two releases really one this uh type light study verse was i believe just irl if you were in there uh, there in person you got this edition here um he had colorblind studies which were a series of 25 one of ones all videos um really quite varied and sort of leaning into his signature light style those all sold for at least four thousand dollars uh the highest went for 10,000, I believe. And we can check OpenSea secondary here to get a sense of um, how they're trading on the secondary. The, the secondary tends to not be as strong for uh, these verse releases. Uh, it just, I think it's just still a little niche. Not everybody knows about it the way they know about our blocks. Uh, but yeah, four Ether floor price, really not a lot of movement there. Um, but a really great sellout. Uh, again, pointing out that he his his work definitely uh continues to 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 really hold uh, a premium oh and this this was a gift i see they had an issue um with their mint and so this gift was given that point point gratis and then there's the cone gradient studies so these were 150 pieces you got a mint pass and then you could mint uh up to five editions of a specific piece here uh, some of them ended up only being one as you can see here um, these cone gradient studies, the, the real update here is that these did very, very well. They sold out almost immediately, just reinforcing what we were saying last week, that Zach Lieberman's style, Zach Lieberman's brand uh, continues to command attention and uh, have a lot of demand from collectors. So that that was the takeaway there in terms of that release. And uh, again, we can check the secondary here, but... So you can see here, uh, well, actually it dipped a bit below with secondary uh, 0.23 here. Um, we'll have to make sure this is the right collection. But anyways, that's Cone Gradient Studies. Congrats to Zach and team for a great sale out there. The next one I wanted to talk about is The Boys of Summer by Mitchell Chan. So this just released uh, on the 16th. So on Wednesday, the 16th of August, a thousand piece collection. It's really a, a PFP role-playing game that has an art component to it is how I'd put it. You you have this character that you can level up. They all play baseball. 
and you can level up in all sorts of ways. I mean, you got income tax rates, credit card interest rates, et cetera. So more than just the game, it's it's uh, including life. These minted at 0.12, it was a little over allocated. So some there there were different tiers that you could mint. This is through wild.xyz. They have an Oasis pass, so their holders got to mint first. Uh, and then different communities got on the allow list spot, although those were over allocated. So you had to be pretty quick to grab one of these. They did surge in price. Uh, initially right after mint, uh, but it's uh, it's it's settled down here. So you can see some average prices in the 0.35 range. And we can look at some analytics here to see the actual floor price. Uh, regardless, this just shows, you know, again, uh, these artists, uh, yeah, it spiked to like a one ETH floor price and then, then quickly dropped here. And, uh, you know, 14% listed, still above mint 0.12. So, so done reasonably well. I think just just goes to show you that big name artists can attract attention. Uh, I don't know if this will sustain. This is more of an experimental long-term play, in my opinion. Uh, if you like the concept, check it out. It's not too expensive, uh, but, you know, really great to sell out in the bear market as Mitchell has done here and instructive to us to see that uh, this, this continues to happen that folks are able to sell um, quite reasonably in the bear market. Okay, GenArt News. New story for this week. Not a ton going on, but Sotheby's Grails 4 was completed on the 16th of August. We can uh, take a quick look here, but the main highlights, I mean, almost everything sold above the estimates. That's not a uh, surprise. That's often the case, given the estimates are held low. We had two Fidenzas here that sold actually probably pretty reasonably in line with what they're selling on the secondary markets, uh, not not like the top-end Fidenzas. I thought this Rapture by Dmitry Cherniak was really nice, uh, one of the nicer Raptures in my opinion. They're all nice, but this one is especially uh, interesting looking to me. This red background ringer sold for a lot, $177,000, probably... The most expensive one out there, um, in, in, sorry, the most expensive of this batch of this auction, uh, but deservedly so. It's a nice piece, and it's actually quite in line with how red background ringers were selling, although the last sale was not uh, it was 10, 10 months prior. Uh, Death Beef also had one of his synth poems sell for only $30,000. This, this to me felt like the steal of, of the group here. Um, this archetype also is really nice, archetype 215 that sold a little bit lower. And then from there on, we have uh, also another really nice ringer. This this ringer was actually quite cheap given its appearance here. So overall, more gen art so selling. Uh, CryptoPunk here sold pretty much in line with the floor price. The market feels relatively efficient, at least uh, in these regards. And congrats to Sotheby's again for another great auction. Okay, my favorite segment, some great art, great prices. This first one is a new release. It's called Possibility Spaces by Look Highward, AI art created. Uh, and this AI art was released on Sovereign, which is a platform that was started by Pinder Van Armen, one of the big AI artists. What's really interesting about this art is Possibility Spaces, 555 pieces. They minted for, I believe, 0 0.069. So they're about twice, uh, 2x the mint price, the floor price. Um, but what's really cool is these are all highly, highly detailed and they're made so that you can really, really zoom in and see all sorts of little nuances here. Uh, and I will say full disclosure, I do not own one of these. I like them. I'm just sort of waiting to see where they settle. Uh, as with everything in great art at great prices, we look for things that are under $500. 
and things that we, you know, you don't have to worry as much about a getting a generator return on. But these were uh, varied in a way that I wasn't expecting for 500 pieces. And, and you can go through and check out some of the different variations they have here. But uh, really cool art. These ones were quite popular. Uh, it looks like Pinder Van Armen got this one. These ones that have sort of these glass tiles, almost like you're looking at a, a, a office building at night. So really cool art here. The next uh, great art at great prices I wanted to talk about, um, I'll be highlighting QBB today as an artist. And QBB has a lot of work on object and FX hash. And a lot of his work is really well priced. And I think just nice. Uh, again, like you're not looking for a financial return here, but this button, for example, in QBB's classic style, really high res images, just lots and lots of lines that make up these images typically. Um, but this, for example, for 60 Tezos feels like a really uh, great price for some, some beautiful art there. The next, the last great art of great prices I wanted to talk about is Shapes on a Plane by Mount Vitruvius. I'm really a big fan of Mount Vitruvius' style, the way he mixes geometry with color and uh, variations in shape that are really kind of progressive, right? So in, in shapes on a plane, some of them are completely composed rectangles and cubes. Uh, and then some of them are more spread and diffused and broken out. And what it's, it's actually quite a popular collection. It's, you know, both good and sad to see it at 150 Tezos because it feels cheap, but because it's cheap, is you can collect it at a nicer price and not stress it so much. So here's the last great art of great prices. Okay, exciting upcoming drops. Sam Spratt's Lucy Chapter 5, The Monument Game, starts August 21st, releases at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Nifty Gateway. There are 255 editions for sale. These are also a ticket into the Monument Game, a game of art and observation. And three people of these 256 will get elected into the Council of Lucy. Um, let's go ahead and, oh, what is it? Lucy, perhaps? Uh, I actually can't remember the name of this. Anyways, there are these, oh, that's what it is, the Skulls of Lucy. So there are 49 of these Skulls of Lucy. The three winners of this monument game will get one of these skulls of Lucy. It may be Lucy. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. Uh, this is an elite group of collectors, uh, a lot of influential folks in the space, and they have been talking about being in this council, and uh, they are now letting three members in. So this uh, release, the monument game, it's 3.3 ETH, a little expensive, but you get the chance to enter the council and all the connections that come with that and a chance to win with these skulls, which have been trading around 100 Ether. It's pretty illiquid, so I wouldn't take too much stock in this, but there you go, 62 Ether, 66 Ether. Those are a few months ago. That's that's about the price it'll, it'll cost to get one of these. Um, or you might win it, but your chances are three out of 256. Not the best, uh, but it's just something that's really captivated the space. So congrats to Sam and the council for, well, captivating the space. Uh, I think people have been really excited about this and looking forward to it. So looking forward to see how that does next week. And just the way it works is if you get one of these mint passes, you will have three days to uh, put an observation that goes onto an artwork. And I believe these observations are just written text 
And those folks who are then on the 24th of August, no more observations will be able to be made by the ticket holders and the council. Those 50 skull holders will then decide who should be voted into the council. So there could be some interesting secondary action for these tickets between the 21st of August and the 24th. Uh, my guess is we'll see a surge of interest uh, because this is probably going to sell out fast given the prominence and the attention on it. The next upcoming release to highlight is Runaway by James Merrill. This is part of the on-chain summer with Coinbase. So it's on base, Coinbase's L2. It's an open edition, seven days long, long form generative project with new dynamics. So this is really cool. Uh, James is a fan of the podcast, a friend of the podcast, I should say, and hopefully a fan too. And uh, he has some really, really varied colors and outputs. And I, I really like James' style. Uh, we'll get to him in a second. Uh, but it's a really great evolution of the work he's already done and really excited to see a generative project that is meant to mint, you know, well over a thousand as most of the ones we see are a thousand or less and to have created an algorithm for that reason. So congrats to James on the opportunity and this fantastic release that we're really looking forward to seeing. Okay, we'll bring it home with a couple artists to highlight. I mentioned both of these artists at the beginning of the show, but we're going to run through them here. Uh, so the first is James Merrill. Definitely check out his website. Um, James really broke onto the generative art scene with Ori, which is his uh, Art Blocks curated project. And excuse me, James has been pretty busy since then. Um, but not releasing much work, just, just working. He's a full-time artist, really great guy. Ori, um, let's see if we can find it on secondary here. We'll just go to OpenSea. So Ori has this really interesting fusion of geometry and street art, uh, that James is very good at and brings a lot of unique color palettes. I think more from the street art world that we don't see as much in, in our standard generative art. Uh, but you can see here, there's a great variety here, 450 pieces. So that's how he broke onto the scene. He now has Runaway, as I mentioned. He also had this really cool work out in Los Angeles. I'm going to butcher the name of the, uh, well, a lot of uh, examples of this, but I'm going to butcher the name a bit of the actual, uh, here we go, SIGGRAPH, this uh, conference. But uh, so James over at SIGGRAPH brought this plotter and helped people create plotter art over there. And so he's, he's big into plotters as well. So really cool stuff. A uh, great artist, someone that I think is, is certainly worth having your radar, especially with this upcoming release. The last artist I wanted to highlight is QBB, who goes by at QBBen. So QBB is a Japanese artist. He's, I, I showed you some of his work earlier. Um, over on the uh, on object, the Tezos platform. Here is one. There's a few auctions starting here for some of his one of ones on Verse. Uh, this one is called Storeroom. He's had quite a few one of ones on Verse, and if you go to his website, you can take a look at his art. But he has a, a unique style here, as I mentioned earlier briefly. Um, he really uses very very high resolution, lots of sort of strands to make up the art and it 
looks fantastic. Um, he's been in bright moments. He's uh, somehow a little bit under the radar, I would say. Um, and, and yeah, so this is typical where these things have trouble loading because it is so granular and so detailed. I can never save these files, uh, but you can really zoom in. And this is what constructs these images. They're abstract, uh, often colorful, although sometimes he's done black and white. And uh, he's, he's built a really strong following. You could see why. Well, that, that's our episode, folks. Please uh, give us a like, give us a follow. Same on YouTube. That really helps us. Really appreciate you all. If you have any feedback, let me know. I know the market has not been exciting for, uh, well, far longer than I would have liked. Uh, but certainly there's progress being made quietly, um, if not on, on the charts. So appreciate everybody. Thanks again for tuning in. Thanks for your support. And if you have any questions, our DMs are open. Feel free to reach out. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for tuning into Collector's Corner. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you like this episode and want to help us out, please subscribe and leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow us on YouTube. Please also follow us on Twitter for announcements as we expand to other social and content platforms. Our Twitter handle is at collectors underscore XYZ. We'd also love to hear any feedback you have. So please comment or reach out. We're always striving to be more useful and get better so we can help you in your collecting journey. The Collector's Corner team and their guests are not registered investment advisors. All views expressed on this podcast are personal opinions and are not specific inducements to make particular investments or investment strategies and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. This show is solely for informational and entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, please consult a professional.